Welcome to the Letters to the Beloved podcast. I'm Jake Spencer, the pastor of Grace Chapel, Knoxville, and we are thrilled that you are joining us today. You are listening to the audio from a video series that myself and other members of our church family record each week as we walk through God's Word together. Our hope is that the living Word of God would come alive in your heart today. If you'd like to learn more about our church, you can visit our website at gracechapelknoxville.net. May you be blessed and encouraged today. And now, beloved, welcome to the conversation. Hey, friends. Thanks for joining me this week. Man, I'm so excited. We're starting in the New Testament this week. If you're doing our uh, weekly Bible reading plan that we're following, then yesterday on Tuesday, we started in the book of Matthew. And You know, I've grown to love the first few verses of Matthew chapter 1. Growing up as a kid, you know, reading through the Gospels, when you open with just this list of names, the genealogy, listen, the bottom line is, it is not riveting reading. You're just reading through this list of names. But the reality is, there's incredible significance and beauty that the Gospel opens this way. So... To help us understand, number one, I hope that it already stood out to you as we've been reading through the Old Testament that many, if not all of these names, are now very familiar to us. And with every name belongs a story. And that's the power of the significance of these opening verses. Think about it like this. Um, We already recognize this even in our own day and age, but man, especially into the world that Jesus was born into, the culture of the day was one of honor and shame. And the idea was that you wanted to bring your family honor, you wanted your name to represent a place of honor, and a key part of where honor came from was your family legacy. So think about this. Jesus is sort of announcing, staking his claim. His presence is being announced to the world. And to establish who he is, this list of names is brought out to map out his family legacy. And listen, in that list of names, we have a lot of highs and we have a lot of lows. He's introduced as the son of Abraham and the son of David, a couple of high points. And we also see kings like Hezekiah and Josiah. And yet, along with those names, there's some awful legacy in some, of, in some of the stories in Jesus' background. A big example would be the king Manasseh, probably the worst king in all of Judah and Israel's history. You can see his story in 2 Kings 21 and in 2 Chronicles 33. I mean, what an awful guy. He brought in idol worship into the very temple of God. He sacrificed even his own children to foreign gods. And yet Jesus doesn't hide from all of this. He welcomes and embraces the full legacy because his family legacy is the human story, one filled with brokenness and shame. Um, Many of you might know the old TV show Cheers. And you know, it just had this iconic song, theme song that introduced it. And one of the moments in the theme song simply says, um, you want to be where you can see our troubles are all the same 
and you want to be where everybody knows your name. And what God is trying to communicate, even just in this list of names, is that we all have a place. We all belong. Listen, the faithful who love God and followed His ways, they have a place. And the faithful are not perfect. Abraham's story had tons of mistakes and brokenness in it. David's story, likewise. He was an adulterer and a murderer. We see people in God's story on this list here, wicked, wicked sinners, people who had made massive, horrible mistakes like Manasseh that we couldn't even begin to imagine. And yet Manasseh repented and God forgave him as we can see in 2 Chronicles 33. We also see that the folks who maybe feel hidden or ignored by society, the outcasts, the abused, people like Tamar, um, people like Rahab, a prostitute, who by the way was also a foreigner, yet she found a place in God's family. Or someone as simple as Ruth. Listen, if it wasn't for the small little book of Ruth, she'd sort of be lost to history. Just kind of this simple lady who was committed to her mother-in-law and you know, just someone who lived a simple, steady life, and yet now she's in the line of Christ. Guys, the forgotten, the abused, the foreigner, the outcast, or those who are undeserving, seemingly, of love and grace, like Manasseh, broken people like David, even Abraham. Guys, we have a place in the family of God, and what this list of names represents is God's heart to all humanity. Jesus, his honor is actually built upon the fact that he does not reject us because of our shame. In fact, he embraces us in our shame and brokenness. He not only forgives our shame, friends, the story of the gospels is that he has taken our shame upon his shoulders. He wears it and he came for us. He laid down his life for you and for I. And so friends, as we look at this list of names, or as we embark in this journey over the next few weeks in the Gospels, pay attention to the names, pay attention to the stories, and notice that every one of these people that Jesus encounters, he meets them right where they are, and he calls them to redemption. And friends, he calls us to a life of purpose. He doesn't just heal our brokenness, Friends, He gives us purpose in this life and into all eternity. So friends, I love you. I'm excited as we dive into the life of Jesus. I pray that He'll be lifted up high in your eyes and that you'll see your place in His kingdom and His family because friends, our names can be written down and recorded too in the Lamb's Book of Life. I love you and we'll see you soon, friends. Have a great week.